All right, everybody, welcome to the Backseat Huddle Podcast, episode 30. Last week, I said it was episode 30, but it's actually episode 29, so welcome to the real episode 30. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, and congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on winning Super Bowl 57. Today's episode is just a recap of the Super Bowl and my opinions and takeaways and why I feel Patrick Mahomes shouldn't have been MVP, that awful holding call, and more. Let's just go ahead and get into it. All right, everybody, let's just get into it. Let's talk about that holding call. Let's talk about that holding call. So I actually have two differing opinions on this flag at the same time. My first opinion on this flag is whoever threw that flag, your mom's a hoe. Okay, that is such an awful moment. If you're a referee, you absolutely have to swallow the whistle and you absolutely cannot throw that flag there. The referee spent the entire game not making that PI call, not making that holding call. And we even saw it a few plays earlier where they just didn't call it. Then, in the most crucial moment of the game, they throw it. You literally just cannot do that there. We are at the crescendo of arguably the most entertaining back and forth Super Bowl we've ever seen and an all-time great Super Bowl, undoubtedly. And Super Bowl 57 this morning is slightly tainted. It's not that the Kansas City Championship banner is tainted because it isn't, okay? They earned it. They earned the right to be the Super Bowl championship champion. They won the game. And this play will be forgotten about eventually. But it is extremely deflating for this game's outcome to be so heavily impacted by the referee. We should, this morning, be talking about how the Eagles had a great touchdown drive to win the game or how the Chiefs' defense stepped up big with two minutes left and stopped the Eagles. We should be talking about how someone did something great in the Super Bowl. We should be talking about how someone came up clutch. We should be talking about how one of these teams made a great play to win the game, but we're not. Instead, we're talking about this stupid fucking holding call. You cannot throw that flag there unless it's absolutely egregious. I'm talking Rams Saints from a couple years ago, egregious. As a fan of the NFL, I feel robbed. And if you're an Eagles player or fan or even a Chiefs fan, you should feel robbed too because we missed out on an opportunity to see something amazing happen on the biggest stage. We should have gotten the opportunity to see the flags to see the Eagles, rather, we should have gotten an opportunity to see the Eagles have a chance to score a game-tying touchdown a, or a game-tying field goal or a game-tying touchdown or watch the Kansas City Chiefs defense make a big stop. We should have gotten the opportunity to see something amazing happen. Instead, quite literally, the entire game is being overshadowed by a flag. You can't throw that flag there. In regards to the flag itself, okay, there's a TikToker called Bladen Kirk. At least I hope I said that right. He took the words right out of my mouth and said it before I got the chance, okay? James Bradbury, 
after the game admitted that it was a flag. He tugged on the jersey and he even said it was a holding call. But just because it was the correct call does not mean it was the right call. Let the game be decided by the players, not the Zebras. It is such a shame that after an amazing Super Bowl, the biggest talking point is not the players who played their ass off, the coaches who coached their ass off. It isn't someone who worked their ass off for their entire life to make a statement on the game they play at the biggest stage, what they work for for their entire life. It isn't something amazing happening. It's the referees, and you hate to see it. My other take on this holding call, despite that impassioned rant, my other take on this holding call is that it's being, being blown out of proportion slightly, okay? It's a cliche, and I know it. But if you're the Eagles, you just can't allow one play to decide the game. The Chiefs scored on literally every single possession they had in the second half. The Eagles led by 10 in this game at halftime. If the Eagles had quite literally one Stop in the second half. They win that game. One stop. It's very challenging for me as I zoom out of that game, that one play, that one stupid holding call, and I look at the 30 minutes of the second half and wonder why the Eagles can't get even one stop. Just one? Force one punt. And very likely, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions this morning. And it's tough. It is a cliche, but you shouldn't allow one play to change the outcome of the game. It doesn't make the call any less garbage, so I'm sorry to all the Eagles fans, players, and everyone in that building because you guys were robbed of a shot to have a game-winning or game-tying drive, and it sucks. But unfortunately, it shouldn't have come down to that. The Eagles players even said it after the game. You had 60 minutes to win the game, and you shouldn't have let it come down to one play especially after being up 10 at halftime. So two sides of the same coin. Moving away from that, I'm still reeling from the fact that the Eagles lost this game. I'm not an Eagles fan. I am wearing green today. I've got the Cowboys jersey behind me. I'm a mismatch of whatever it is, okay? But I'm still reeling from the fact that the Eagles lost this game. I've had a full day as, I'm as I am recording this on Tuesday morning to digest everything. And today... I still feel like the Eagles had the superior players and the superior roster. The defense did not show up like it should have in the second half, but I still very much feel like the Eagles were the better team, and that's exactly how I felt going into the game. But today, I have a whole new appreciation for how amazing Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Steve Spagnuolo are as coaches. Super Bowl 57 was won at halftime. Let's compare the first half and the second half stats from these two teams, okay? So the first half, the Eagles had 17 first downs. The Chiefs had six first downs. That's pathetic. Eagles had 270 yards. The Chiefs had 128 yards. That's pathetic. The Eagles had 44 plays. The Chiefs had 20 plays. The Eagles had 21 minutes and 54 seconds time of possession. Eagles had eight minutes in six seconds time of possession. That is pathetic. And then the second half, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Everything was different in the second half. In the second half, the Eagles had eight first downs. Chiefs had 15. 
Eagles had 147 yards offensively. Chiefs had 212 yards. Eagles, Chiefs, 33, 32 plays, just about even. And the time of possession was also very, very close to even, 1453 to 1507. Okay. So the Chiefs, uh, they they dominated first downs. They had more total yards, and then at least evened out everything else after just being dominated for the entire first half. But what was huge was obviously the scoring. The Chiefs outscored the Eagles 24 to 11 in the second half, giving up just 11 points in a half to the second highest scoring offense in the NFL this season was wildly impressive. Everyone is talking about what a great job Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid did getting those 24 points and getting those players open toward the end zone, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But let's give Steve Spagnuolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, some credit here as well. Holding the Eagles to 11 points and 147 yards in the second half when Jalen Hurts was having the game of his life is extremely impressive. The Eagles on offense were unstoppable in the, in the first half. And the second half, statistically, they were just average. 147 yards and 11 points. Say that out loud. That is extremely impressive and great job to Steve Spagnuolo once again. And I talked about this just a second ago as well. Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid put on a master class in the second half. Two of Patrick Mahomes' passing touchdowns, like I talked about, Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, they were the exact same play, and there was no one near them. They're like 10 yards, not a soul near them. There's no one within 10 yards at a minimum. Players typically don't get that wide. Look, actually, I'm just going to say it. Players don't get that wide open in the red zone based on individual effort. The Wizard, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy got in their bag, and they schemed these dudes so open, I could have thrown this. You at home listening to this could have thrown those two touchdown passes. Such fantastic work by the Kansas City coaching staff as a whole to go into halftime and make adjustments and just more or less dominate the second half. So congratulations once again to the Chiefs and even more so to the Chiefs' excellent coaching staff. Moving on to my last topic of the day. The Super Bowl MVP trophy is flawed. Patrick Mahomes shouldn't have won Super Bowl MVP. I don't have an issue with him winning it, but in my opinion, it feels like he should have been third on the list to win the award. But unfortunately, there was no real slam dunk candidate, so it feels a little bit like Patrick Mahomes got it by default. By playing the game's most important position and being as great as he is as a whole, not necessarily as great as he played, he won it. Patrick Mahomes had the second best game of the quarterbacks that were on the field in the Super Bowl. I'm and I'm not saying he played poorly, okay? I'm not even saying he was the second best quarterback on the field, but he definitely had the worst game if you even want to call it that. He didn't play poorly. I'm just and I'm not saying he had a bad game. I'm saying Patrick Mahomes had a good game. I'm saying he played well. I'm saying he wasn't necessarily amazing. He wasn't out of this world. I am not really that impressed by what Patrick Mahomes did against the Eagles. And I'm sorry to say it, but 21 of 27 for 187 yards isn't Super Bowl MVP worthy. Yes, he had three touchdowns. Okay, that that's great in the Super Bowl. One of them was a really, really, really nice touch throw to Kelsey, and the other were to two wide open 
wide receivers. And that is me moving the goalposts slightly. I will give that to you. For what it's worth, and just so you guys don't think I'm just hating on Patrick Mahomes, I also wasn't impressed with what Tom Brady did against the Chiefs a couple seasons ago with an extremely similar stat lineman. He won Super Bowl MVP. Brady also didn't have a Super Bowl MVP type of game either. And I love Tom Brady. I jokingly call Tom Brady my dad. But his stat line of 21 of 29 for 209 yards and three touchdowns also was not worthy of a Super Bowl MVP trophy. If you look at it statistically, the closest competition I can find to Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes in those two most recent Super Bowl MVPs, as far as stat lines are concerned, for Super Bowl MVPs is Bart Starr from Super Bowl number two, where he had 209 passing yards and one touchdown. Having to go back 50 years is 60 years, whatever, does not feel good. Let's look at the reality of what, well, let me restart there because I lost my page. I lost my, lost my, sorry for the audio only videos, lost where I was at. Let's look at the reality of what Patrick Mahomes did on Super Bowl Sunday. And this is not me saying he played a bad game once again, because he didn't. He didn't have an incompletion in the second half outside of a throwaway and threw two touchdowns and ran for a huge first down, which is as good as you can ask him to play. But let's zoom out and let's say it out loud. 21 of 27 for 187 yards and three touchdowns. It just doesn't feel good enough to be worthy of Super Bowl MVP. And here's why. It didn't feel like Patrick Mahomes and the passing game were the most impactful part of their offense. When you watch the game, it was Isaiah Pacheco and the running game that really jumped off your screen. All of the wow moments and the driving force behind the Kansas City offense during the Super Bowl, it really wasn't Patrick Mahomes. It was the running game. The Chiefs ran for 158 yards and averaged 6.1 yards per carry, not including Patrick Mahomes' scrambles. Keep that in mind, okay? 6.1 yards per carry. Please keep that in your head. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes in the passing offense threw for 187 yards in 6.9 yards per completion. So the passing game gave you 29 more yards and only averaged 0.8 more of a yard than the rushing game. So here's the problem there is that Isaiah Pacheco's stat line was all was 15 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown, which also doesn't feel good enough to be awarded Super Bowl MVP either. Although I do feel he had a little bit more of an impact on the game and was a little bit more worthy of Super Bowl MVP than Patrick Mahomes. The Super Bowl MVP trophy, in my opinion, and many others should have been given to linebacker Nick Bolton. He played a great game and was all over the screen. Anytime that there was a major play happening, he was seemed to be involved in it. And his stat line was also pretty good. He had a defensive touchdown. He had eight tackles to go with it and also had an assisted tackle. But it's hard for me to want to give the Super Bowl MVP trophy to a defensive player when their defense gave up 35 points, which is the most a losing team in the NFL the Eagles have ever scored. However, it felt like he had the best game of all of the candidates, arguably had the most important play of the game. So it kind of feels like he should have won the MVP. He would have been my choice. That said, I don't have an issue with Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl MVP. Because at the end of the day, 
the award was given to the best player on the team that won the game. So I don't have an issue with Patrick Mahomes winning it. He just wasn't my first choice. Does not make him less deserving of it. He just wasn't my choice. In my my opinion, doesn't matter, okay? He's Super Bowl MVP, winning his second MVP trophy, or winning his second Super Bowl trophy, and I'm sitting in front of a camera talking to a mic for free. So who's really winning here? It's Patrick Mahomes. So that's it. That's all I got. That's my show today. Thank you guys for listening, watching. Feel free to like and subscribe. Take care, everybody.